0: Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your weekly dispatch from the dystopian hellscape that is Old Miss Athletics. Still uh, changing up the catchphrase uh, from time to time here randomly. I think I really can't remember exactly how I said it the first time, so we're just gonna keep doing this. It's all good. I'm your host Justin Sanders. Uh, I got my co-host John Stefancic with me. Just kind of Lamenting uh, how little there is to talk about on a ordinarily focused show this time of the year. Really, honestly, we should probably take summers off. What are you going to say, John? I
1: was just going to. I mean, you're not excited about Matt Luke training camp? Ooh, I mean, is that a
0: thing? Pe- before it even starts, people are like talking about it. Like, what is? Like, I guess we could talk with well, storylines to watch from camp here. Well, before we even discuss the, the the paltry few topics we we had planned for, let's just let's fire off. Some uh, Matt Luke fall camp storylines to follow. Number one, is defense dog shit? And there's no <laughs> way to know because it's in camp. And, like, uh, I just I can't even. Like, all we're going to hear about is how good the wide receivers looked. And that's no, not necessarily a good thing.
1: No, We're going to hear about how Scotty Phillips is going to be an excellent back. Yeah, well, that's just, to- I
0: thought we were talking about storylines, story not just fake news. I mean, that's just going
1: to be some <laughs> freaking...
0: I mean, like, Scotty Phillips may be great. I, we're not going to learn anything about Scotty Phillips in fall camp, my opinion. Yep. We're
1: not going to learn shit about this team in fall camp. Yeah,
0: we're not going to learn anything, period, which is how fall camp always is. But, like, on a team, like maybe a later freeze team, a team that had fewer holes that needed to be filled from the year before, maybe you could actually watch for some small things. Like, oh, who's emerging a kick returner? Or, oh, you know, uh, who's, who's going to be the, the, the backup defensive lineman? Like this team is basically just like, how terrible are they gonna be? No idea, uh, but they're still gonna cap out at like seven wins—an absolute best case scenario. Like that's just that's just the way it is, and it's kind of not very exciting to talk about a team like that in the abstract. Like it, when they start playing games, there'll be more to talk about. For now, it just seems like complete effort and futility. I don't know.
1: I don't think there's that many good teams anymore, though. I mean, we (laughs) say... Georgia and Bama, right? Georgia's good. Yeah, and it's... uh, Let's just say the wealth is not distributed evenly in college football.
0: Not a a lot of parity. No.
1: No. I mean, it's... I don't know. Okay,
0: what if you were a state fan? State fans should be excited right now, right? I mean, they return a ton. Like, If anybody should be excited, it should be them. Yeah,
1: if I was a state fan, I would be... I wouldn't, I I'd wouldn't, be excited for that
0: defense. That defense is going to be stout.
1: I, I'm cautiously optimistic that they could be pretty good this year, but I wouldn't just be jumping up and down like, oh, my gosh. No, if down. I was
0: a pessimistic State fan, I would say they still have the same question marks they always have, which is like pass defense, right? Like their cornerbacks and their
1: safeties, still pretty unproven, but that <laughs> defensive line <laughs> is going to maul people. they in the league, though. Who what? Who can actually, like, throw the ball worth a damn in the SEC? Well,
0: we've been told Ole Miss can. We're going to find out about that. Um, Mizzou, I don't think State plays them. They're supposed to have a good spread passing attack. Auburn, maybe, with Stidham, could throw the ball a little bit. Uh, I mean, Tua, maybe if Tua is so much better than Hurts, right, he could actually bring an air air attack to Bama. Um, I, I don't think LSU probably will do much in that regard um thinking around the west i mean arkansas i expect to just be like as trash as old miss if not more i mean hey maybe a and m like do we we think that uh someone probably stashed a lot of skill players right do you, do you i don't know if first year They'll be able to to take full advantage of it. Who's their
1: quarterback? Do we know
0: that? Is it uh? Oh, is it Kyler see, is it Murray? If Jimbo
1: if Jimbo can find serviceable QB play, he probably has a pretty good year. Is, is Kyler Murray
0: still there? Is he the quarterback? Oh, he's no, he's Oklahoma. Okay, okay. Yeah, I thought that sounded familiar. Wait, so who am I forgetting at A and M? That's their quarterback.
1: Uh, who? What's that guy's name? That can run? Nick something. Um uh nick starkle that's their quarterback thought that guy was like a backup
0: so these are the names these names sound made up these are the names that come up when you type texas a&m
1: quarterback nick starkle let's ask ask a question we probably have a better answer to okay but
0: i want to read these names also but go on yeah go ahead okay we got nick snark nick starkle made up name bo schneider Kellen Mond. I've heard of him. Again, not a real that name. That's who it was, yep. Connor Blumrick and Colton Taylor. I mean, they're very Texas names, but none of those sound like real people. All right, what were you going to say?
1: A broader question here. Okay. So, Ole Miss ticket sales down 18%. Mm. NFL popularity viewership's been down the past
0: couple of years. Well, NFL's taking it from both sides right now because there's it's such a middle-of-the-road approach with the whole kneeling and all that that I feel like they've alienated people on all sides of that issue.
1: They, they've lost the issue. And, and that's everyone.
0: that's in addition to already declining viewership because there's just more stuff to watch on TV. There's just less... Football really flourished when there was like a monoculture, right? Like the golden age of the NFL was when there were only three channels and you didn't really have anything else to do on a Thursday yeah. night or a Sunday but or a I,
1: I would say the goal, I mean, from a commercial standpoint... I guess they're the days eight, of ESPN, eight, Yeah. Um, I mean, even like five years ago, they were in a really good spot, but yeah, they seemed
0: pretty unbeatable five years ago. I remember, do you remember how McCready used to talk about the NFL? I don't listen to do a show anymore. You had
1: said the NFL would be where it's at five years ago, I would have laughed at you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And so that's, that's maybe a testament to, uh, the fact that it will make a comeback, but
1: I think Thursday night football was kind of the beginning of the end in many senses.
0: I think there's not as many stars as there once was. I feel like the the superstars in sports are really concentrated in the NBA right now.
1: And the NBA has done a much better job building their um, product around their stars.
0: Have you seen – I don't know if you saw this, and this is – we really have nothing to talk about, guys. So sorry for just jumping around. But I saw an article uh, about how baseball has done such a poor job marketing the superstars – that uh, yep. Mike Trout, who's like a generational player, like it's incredible, has yep. like the same awareness as like a, a backup forward, I forget which one, off of some team that I'd never even heard of. Uh, this is some yep. sort of a marketing metric that measures public awareness of, of individuals. And that's just crazy. I mean, that really, I don't know. The the MLB has some similar problems to football, I guess, where they just haven't done a great job of selling their stars, it seems like. Football's yeah. better than the MLB, for sure.
1: Yeah, I agree. But back to kind of where I want, the question I wanted to ask: it, College football has maintained flat has been has maintained its steady niche the past few years. Mm. Does that is that under threat? Is that going to potentially change this year? Is will college football fall victim to the ratings decline that's been basically been well, played?
0: What do you attribute college football's popularity to? Cuz to me it seems similar to what we've been told about the MLB the last 10 years. It's a very regional sport. Uh you know, you follow your team or either where you went to school or the team in your state or whatever. Uh and that's always kind of been the driver it seems like do you do you think there're really that many people that are just fans of college football? Like it seems like a very tribal set of fandoms. You know, people are outside
1: of Birmingham loyal. I think outside of Birmingham, Alabama, it's very much a um it's very much just a regional item. Yeah. but it's but the what it benefits from is people don't think of it as oh, here's this screwed up corporate concussion, ordeal it's more of hey the the novelty of it being your school your team but, which
0: is kind of crazy because on on the whole like it's an extremely corrupt system like at least in the NFL the players are getting paid I mean they're not so gar- they're not guaranteed the contracts, thing but... is that it
1: is that watching college you go oh okay it's kind of the the novelty of uh, of you know oh, remember the when I was good. there's at least some amateur bit to it mm. I wonder though with the NCAA just being as I mean, they haven't been able to keep keep things under the rug in part because, I mean, there's more media access than ever now and I, people.
0: I think, and this is kind of running get, counter to what we were talking about, but I think the fact that every, almost like what, 90% of college football games have like a clear underdog, if that makes sense, maybe 80%. Yeah. Uh, and you don't see that in the NFL, right? Like the games are, are a lot more even. Um, and yeah, you get better football that way. But I think people inherently like to watch games where the unexpected can happen, meaning the underdog can pull an upset. That's exciting to people.
1: Yeah, and I think um, that's a good. I think that's a good point. I'd say the other portion of it is there's enough college games to where there's going to be one or two stupid results. Yeah. At the end of it, plus it's kid, it's young kids. They're not going to well, be ready. To- it's all
0: day Saturday. What, what other sports do we really like MLB? You can watch MLB games all day on a Saturday in the summer. Um, I, I think there's something to that though. Like, I think people love being able to, to block out uh, a, a day of their weekend and be like, Oh, college football will be on. I can watch college. football. I can go out yeah. to the bar and eat brunch and watch football. Or, you know, I can stay at home and watch football. I can get up early and watch game day. Like there's something about the ritual of it that I think makes it more fun for most fans than maybe like college basketball on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays or I think
1: tailgating in college football is substantially better than any other mm-hmm. like tailgate opportunity. I mean you, you don't tailgate in basketball. It seems
0: like the big tailgating sports are college football and the NFL. Uh and college yep. football definitely has more tailgate
1: NFL is just a big parking lot on Sunday before And right. end where college turns into like an all day event if it's a night mm-hmm. game, et cetera.
0: Mm-hmm. Well and as an old miss podcast I think we're supposed to fetishize the grove at this point and talk about how you know, it's. So, I mean, in all honesty, like pretty much every college has its own tailgating scene. Yes, Old Misses somewhat unique, but yeah, far from being like you know some something that only happens it, in Oxford. It's
1: not, not as absurd as it's made out to be. It's of not course as not. Yeah. Of course not. I mean, I, I guess. I guess that's some, if It wouldn't surprise me if this was the year that college football just kind of started to decline. Dip, yeah.
0: Hmm. Well, something to watch for. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised if you know there was it was a really good year for college football, like we said, because people are kind of turning away from the NFL more.
1: Yeah, you, are, how do? You, where do
0: you fall? Are, are you going to watch a lot of NFL this year? If you had to guess,
1: I typically like have the you NFL know, if I'm. Do you watch red? Do you watch Red Zone? If I'm in the apartment, um, on the on like a Sunday, I have a lazy Sunday, I'll have the NFL on in the background.
0: Uh, like in individual games or you're a red zone guy? Um,
1: depends.
0: Just uh, I, I never ti- I
1: typically find myself wanting to watch a game.
0: Yeah, really? I never really watched a lot of NFL until I started playing fantasy probably five or six years ago. Um, and then of course, playing fantasy, you want to watch red zone. Uh, makes it makes it more interesting for sure. I assume I will watch a decent amount of red zone because I'm in at least two fantasy leagues that I know of uh one of them is already just i regret it immensely but hey i don't think any of those guys are listening to it it's all uh well maybe sean probably it's all of sean's friends from like uh university of denver grad school and they take it really seriously dude like it's a 12-man league they like voted to let me join there's like a whatsapp message with like hundreds of messages going i had to mute that i mean sorry if you're listening to this guys i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna try don't worry i'm not just gonna throw but yeah, it's it's gonna be a little bit much, I think. I know people love hearing uh, people on podcasts talk about their fantasy teams and their fantasy leagues, right? That's super interesting to everybody. Well, that's what everybody wants yeah, to listen. Of course, I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, but um, yeah, for me, that's a reason to watch the NFL. Without that, uh, I think it would be it would be difficult. I mean, I'm trying to be a Jags fan, as I said on the show in the past. Um, I have deep ties to Jacksonville. Uh, I like a lot of things about the team. I like Dante Moncrief being a jag now. I still want to get his jersey, although i I still don't think it's available. If you're listening to this and you know where I could order a Moncrief, like a real Moncrief jersey, not like a custom one that you put Moncrief on, uh, hit me up with that link on Twitter, but I haven't been able to find him. Um, but My, is
1: Mike Sheridan investigating or something? yeah, Mike
0: Mike Sheridan uh, heard that Dante Moncrief was gonna get a cut of the Jersey sales, and he's trying to look into whether or not you know that's allowed. Um, he, he's, he's hoping he's going to be able to outlaw it. I just don't, I just, yeah, I I don't know what's going to happen with the NFL. And like we talked about earlier, college football, like you would assume that it'll start declining. Um, I mean, I, I guess I wonder, do we lump? These big legacy sports in with a lot of other forms of media that have been on the decline for a long time, whether it's you know record sales and going to the movies and all that I mean this kind of ties into something I've been talking about a lot with my friends lately about you know I don't know how much you know about movie pass but they're they're pretty much going under um and, and I, I I think really the reason that movie pass isn't sustainable is because the the battle has already been lost like the movie theaters have already lost the the media wars you know people if want I to watch had, at home what
1: to me a movie theater if you had like a neat drive-in vintage drive-in setting you make it kind of a novelty event you, you're not gonna feet head-to-head on content with those guys that's
0: right and i still think even then a, a cool driving concept you're you're trying to compromise meet people in the middle like well you can't watch on your couch what if you can watch in your car and like we'll give you this and this and there's just there aren't enough
1: perks to make if it's like a really I, I i've the one time i've done that was detroit in the summer and it like nice michigan summer evening like it's a way to it's a neat way to get yeah. outside but even then it's just like a seasonal thing up right. there
0: and and so, like, the one the one thing that I could say, like, it works is, like, Alamo Draft House in Texas, right, which they have some other places too, California, there's one in New York City now. Uh, they legitimately have really good food, and they have good drink selection. You know, they have uh, waiters that come to your seat and all of that. That makes me want to go more, you know, because it's like a combination of going out to eat at a restaurant you like and you watch a movie. The movies aren't expensive because they want to sell you the food. Uh, but still, like, again, I think at the end of the day – the movie theater has lost. People want to watch stuff at home, uh, and I think we're going to see that in sports as well. I guess the question is, once people are driven out of the stadiums, back to watching in their living rooms, does it decline even further than that, uh, as there's more and more choices of stuff you can watch, entertainment? Man, uh, not, I, not even just not watch, even. you know, like um stuff you can participate in, whether it's, video games or VR or, you know, going outside and going hiking or playing, exercising, playing sports on your own. You know, um, I just wonder if that's going to hit stuff like football in the near future. Because, um, yeah, the the kneeling and all that is like the headline on the NFL enthusiasm level, but I feel like it's kind of masking a lot of other things that are going on behind declining Honestly, viewership.
1: Honestly, it's kind of the only way they seem to be able to get in the headlines these days. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: They kind of have to do it the, do you, I do don't you, know. It
0: depends if you think all press is good press, right?
1: Just yeah.
0: Get people talking about it.
1: It'll be interesting to see how it evolves. I really think the 20... We talked about this before, and mm-hmm. I we don't have to rehash it, but I think the 2026 World Cup could be... Uh, yeah,
0: we did mention this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it could definitely be huge.
1: I think that could really launch soccer into being a uh, next gig, but anyway.
0: I would love to know, like, 20 years from now... What's the biggest live event on TV? Like not even just sports, just in general. Like, what is the what is the cultural can't miss live moment? I have no idea. Like, I, I think we're in for is, a
1: lot of changes. Is live TV even a thing at that point?
0: Well, I think I think you not necessarily TV, but yeah, live content. I mean, whether it's people streaming yeah. it or whatever, you know, whether you're talking about, yeah. you, you know, uh, a president, a presidential debate, for instance, like that's a big cultural live event. Um, or whether it's esports, or whether it's the World Cup, or whether it's the NBA Finals, like I think there's going to be a lot of fierce competition to figure that out. But I do think they're inherently, people are drawn to these live events. I mean, we see it repackaged now in all kinds of different ways. Like, do you know what HQ Trivia is? Have you ever played that?
1: I've heard of it. Never. Played yeah, it. it's
0: like a live app on your phone where you get on, you uh, answer questions.
1: Uh, John
0: Stevens right did. try to win a share of money it's fun but it's it's I, I think there is some human instinct there whether it's feeling like you're part of a community or what have you where people do want live content i do think the 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 whole having a chat where you can interact with, like I watch Twitch, right? And you, people type stuff in the Twitch chat in real time, the content, the person playing the video games or whatever, like reads it, interacts with it, responds to it. It's like a whole new paradigm from TV. It's like a natural progression where, you know, it's like the TV that talks back to you kind of. It's, I think it's super yeah. interesting. I do think that people want that. Um, and I'll be interested to see like where that goes in the next couple of decades for sure. Uh, Did you change your mic setup, John? You sound a little
1: little muffled. Is that better?
0: Oh, yeah, it's way better. Wow, I should have said something earlier. It was just for a couple minutes there. The listeners will
1: understand. Okay, yep. There
0: you go. Uh, All right, so wait, do you want to talk about Pittsburgh, John? That was what we were going to open with uh, 19 minutes. Yeah, and then we
1: got all sidetracked. That's good. I was visiting friends in the Berg for the weekend. It was good. (laughs) I'd never... Oh, I've been a couple times. I've never been to PNC Park before, and that was really – supposed to be beautiful,
0: right? One of the newer parks, I want to say, in the MLB?
1: The early 2000s. They mm. really – they got a hell of a setup there. We mm. were talking as a group. We, I think Pittsburgh could really be a city that in 20, 30 years is kind of back to you know, being a destination. The, the, the suburbs have come back. Hmm. It's the uh, downtown areas next, but it's starting to build things out, and I think that will – What's the what's kind
0: of the industry in Pittsburgh now? Because obviously it was a long time ago. It was like an industrial town, like a steel town. Is that still the thing going on? Or I, I know there's a lot of tech in, there too,
1: right? It's tech now. See, that's really cool. Yeah. So, so there's it, it, it. Go ahead. It's it's diversifying itself and doing a pretty good job overall. I'd say.
0: Hm. I've heard I've heard great things. I've heard that it's kind of an underrated city. Gets a bad rap. Yep. who did you? Uh, who was playing?
1: The Pirates. They played the Mets. They play the Mets. Okay. So the, so the game flew because the Mets suck at offense, which was good. We were kind of, we were staying to the end because they did a fireworks show on the river. So we were, like, well, we want to stay and see that, but we don't want to watch like a. Oh, 12-10. that sounds cool.
0: Are the Pirates any good? I thought they weren't great either. They
1: were. They're. They were four games over five hundred. I was like, oh, okay. I was surprised to learn that. I they was
0: going, oh shit. They still have McCutcheon, right? I know it was. Oh, they really trade
1: him to the Giants because okay. the lineup. I
0: was gonna weird. say. I, I heard they were gonna trade him, which is crazy. Okay, now the now if you Google him, the the Giants are, in a trading, are entertaining trade offers for him. So that's that's funny. Um, that must have been last season, how They traded him. So who's? Let me look up the Pittsburgh lineup here.
1: Um, bunch of dudes I didn't know. put it that way
0: <laughs> Uh, I like I like Corey Dickerson. He can he can rake uh cervelli solid yeah i don't i don't recognize a lot of these guys
1: they're um, rebuild they're they're decent yeah so. i mean hey
0: if you can be four games over 500 in your rebuild that's pretty good i mean that's you got a good core there yeah. uh yeah talking about bad baseball i think me and angie Angie's in dallas right now we were talking about going to see the rangers versus the orioles this weekend like that's just a, a why, the hell? why <laughs> would would do that because uh you know we don't get to go to MLB games all that often. We don't live in an MLB city. So, you know, it's going to be
1: hotter it'd be hotter than hell. No, I day. I
0: know. And it's not like and we've been to Rangers games before. I mean, we saw David Price there uh with the Red Sox last season, I want to say. That was that was fun. I mean, it it would be it would be fun to go to the game, but those are just two really bad teams. Yep. Um Let's see, what else do you do in Pittsburgh? you go to, you go to any cool uh, like museums or breweries or anything?
1: We mainly did, it was mainly beer and food. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Oh, what about, uh? The, what's the regional fair there? What's
1: Pittsburgh known for? Pittsburgh, like food-wise? Yeah, or, mm-hmm, food-wise. A lot of Italian, a lot of oh, carbs. Um, did you eat some pasta? We, eat some, we actually did not do Italian, but they got a fair amount of it um <laughs> uh, we were pretty it was pretty pretty basic food weekend it was kind of everybody's get together and that's cool man. oh we went to a we went to a goat goat petting festival okay the Saturday.
0: So tell us tell us more about that
1: well we it's this south side of oh, i want to say it's the allegheny the, mm-hmm. the allegheny river there's three of them i got a one in three chance of getting it right but that so- sounds right to me it, it um and we you park, and then it was like a half a mile walk, and then it was like okay, and then it was like well you got to walk another half a mile, and it was kind of it was really awkward because we by the time we got to it it was kind of like are we going to like get kidnapped or are we actually going to go <laughs> find goats at the end of this trail? But we both we both find the answers goats. to
0: that question are kind of insane. But if you're looking yeah. for goats, I guess it's fine.
1: Yeah, we did find the goats eventually. So <laughs> it was just kind of a relaxed. Random That's, weekend. One of my um, grad school roommates is doing his PhD at Carnegie Mellon, so nice. Good very cool. Up. Low key. They uh Carnegie Mellon, his department did a tailgate at the pirate game. Oh, nice. Yeah, fun for, had, able to bump free tickets off of that.
0: Nice. oh so. very cool. Well, I gotta check
1: it out. I gotta go to Pittsburgh when I uh when I get the chance. Yeah, it sounds pretty I cool. recommend from bought from Boston, it's an hour and ten minute flight. Okay easy it's not expensive so it's kind of it's kind of the easiest way to get to the the midwest if you will although they consider themselves mid-atlantic but kind of more of a blue-collar middle america hmm. setting as opposed to um you know your east coast i, I would say sure sure a little, a little bit intensity's down a step in a good way it's a nice place to visit so a lot of the the topo I don't know how the topography and terrain around Pittsburgh is there's a lot of elevation change, a lot of uh, mountains falling in the river valley there. It's really if you've never seen it before, it's definitely worth seeing from that standpoint. And then the the uh, Pirate Stadium is really set up well. So
0: yeah, the, the the skyline with the bridge and all, looking out from home plate is really sick. I've seen the, those those views. Yep. This is something funny. I'm just. You know, clicking around the internet here, kind of a as we talked about, kind of a uh, not a lot to talk about this week. Apparently, I'm going to send this to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bulldog Club of Brandon hosting an event called Helmets and Heels 2018. Uh, yeah. this, is, this is coming from Elite Dogs, just one of my best sources. So check that out, John. Let me tell me who the uh, who the guest is for the Sunday
1: afternoon tea. Uh, I'm expecting this to be Steve Robertson, but no, no,
0: dude, no, 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 no. It's way better than that, dude. That, that, that no. Who is, read the name.
1: No. <laughs> is it the? It says Jill Freeze. Is it really the same Jill Freeze? I
0: don't know, man. I have no idea. Like half of me wants to. I, I really. Oh wait, this
1: is. Oh wait, this is the high school team.
0: Yeah, no, uh, you're right. I think you're right, which is funny that all these safe fans are falling for it. Uh, yeah, apparently Jill Freeze is talking at it. The Brandon Bulldogs are the team. I was just thinking about that, too. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why that all these uh, safe fans on elite dogs are, think- are not making that connection.
1: Why is Jill Freeze like, happy anniversary all over? They- they I are don't know. Yeah, so Jill Freeze is they the They are speaker. the worst people. They really are.
0: I, I don't understand. It, yes, they really are. You know, hopefully by talking about the Freeze family we'll get one of the daughters to like tweet at us or whatever. You know, they love to do that. Although I think we talked about it when they did that and no one cared, no
1: one listens. Uh that is I feel, bad. I feel bad for the daughters. I really yeah, do. me too, but still
0: like have a little bit of just know when to stay out of it. Just just the, the internet is a cesspool. You don't need to be on there defending yep the actions of a grown man that are pretty much indefensible. Meaning
1: Does he produced. have a job in the league next year, like as a coordinator?
0: No. I mean I think he I, I could see him going and coaching somewhere small and maybe being a head coach or an O C before
1: I see an I action. He would rather ACC. go be like some crazy dude like some crazy some half nut coach at some small school than go like I don't
0: I think it would make more sense. Like do a full image rehab. Don't try to jump back in the SEC. Like go 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 back to uh where was uh where was the app before um before Arkansas he was at uh before Arkansas. Arkansas no before Arkansas State he was at like um
1: both or something yeah
0: Lambeth that's the kind of school he should go to next build from <laughs> the ground up oh jeez oh uh, yeah yeah um yeah mm. the, I think he still lives in Oxford that's that's what
1: I've heard. What a weird dude. Yeah,
0: it's pretty strange. I mean, he's still sliding into Twitter DMs, I think, trying to defend himself and all that kind of stuff. Very healthy behavior. Um. Okay, what, what else character. What else do we want to talk about this week, John? Are we going to talk about uh, this this article that seems to be triggering so many Ole Miss fans about Shea Patterson in Michigan?
1: Why do Ole Miss fans care
0: about I don't, that? I really don't know. I mean, just let Michigan have their, their preseason hype. Like, I swear – it's more about them than about you. Like, if they want to paint it as Shay was really good and he had to flee Ole Miss to save himself to make themselves feel like he's gonna save them, so be it. Like, that really has nothing to do with Ole Miss. Like, any Ole Miss fan knows that there was gonna be a legit competition between Shay and Tom. You, any Ole Miss fan that follows it knows that Shay's dad is like a jackass and he was gonna insist upon Shay being the starter, have demands being met, all that kind of stuff. Like, there's obviously more to the story than, oh, Shea got out and thank God he's going to be so good. Like, there's a lot more going on to it. You don't need to go defend yourself to Michigan fans. Like, first of all, Michigan fans are the worst fans in college football. Don't waste your time on that Michigan man bullshit. I don't know if you've ever seen on Twitter the longstanding back and forth between Stephen Godfrey and that Michigan fan, M-Go Blue Blog or whatever where the guy seriously insists that Michigan doesn't pay players in any, like, ever. Like, they've never done that. And it's just about the caliber of the athlete and the caliber <laughs> of the program. It's just insane. I mean, you can't, you can't argue with people that refuse to, like, open their eyes even the slightest amount to how the world really works. You know what I mean? Like, just let Michigan fans be Michigan fans. Who gives a shit? I'm going to so go, uh, go ahead. So it
1: was asked to be brought back, and I ah. will do it now. Okay. Chuck of the week.
0: Yeah, it was backed by popular demand. It's been requested.
1: Cuck of the Week is any Ole Miss fan that gives any shits about what Shea Patterson and Michigan think. They go. should not care. I like that. I like that. Cucks of the, Cucks of the Week.
0: Yeah. Uh, Cuck, Cucks of the Week, sponsored by – who would be a good sponsor for that? Wards,
1: the big one. Home of the big one.
0: Sponsored by Wards, home of the big one. Uh, Yeah. While we're while we're just like jumping around a little bit, I think we need to uh formally extend an invitation. I think we have in the past, but I was told that we need to re extend an invitation to MSU POTUS to please come on the show. We would love to talk to you about uh crooked old miss, about sleazy Scott Strickland, about I don't remember your Dan Mullen nickname, but whatever failing Dan dope, Mullen. Dope.
1: Dopey Dan Mullen.
0: Dopey Dan Mullen. Like, this is this is the kind of stuff that we want to get into here at the end of our off season. Uh, and you know, Table Cobbleston said something that I think is very true. We need hostile guests on the show. I think that that is what the show is lacking to take it to the next level. Um, yeah. So if you if you want to come on, uh, if the guy that run that used to run the uh, the W A O M Rebels or Rebel Recruiting or whatever that apparently is in trouble now. I'm going to be disassociated for, like, having a group chat with uh, Josh Clark from last year's class or something. If, if he wants to come on, he's he's, uh, he's DM'd us in the past. If you want to come on the show and defend yourself, um, I'm willing to listen. Please don't uh, threaten me again. Uh, that would be a, a no-go for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who else should we invite to come on the show, John? Uh, Joe Moorhead, if you want to come on the show. Matt Luke, if Matt Luke wants to come on the show. Ross Bjork definitely has a standing invitation. Um, (laughs) If Ross Bjork wants to come on and try to sell tickets, I know for a fact that many of our listeners have bought tickets in the past and have not yet bought them this year. So, you know, if you want to come on, Ross, and make your pitch, hashtag Year of the fan. I want to
1: ask a question about Ross. Okay. Is there any way... He can – right now he is not trusted by the fan base.
0: Mm -hmm. He's in the circle of untrustables.
1: Vitter is beyond – Vitter's gone. Freeze is gone. Is there any possibility Bjork could turn his reputation around and let's say it
0: it would take time,
1: let's say in – Three to five years is kind of viewed more positively than negatively by the
0: I, I mean, I can tell you okay, let's say Matt Luke beats Joe Moorhead two out of the next three Egg Bowls. This is a three year plan. That's uh, Kermit, possible. Kermit goes to the NCAA tournament in two or three years from now as like a 10 seed or something. Uh, yep. and, and Bianco gets back to Omaha. I think that would be enough for people to be a little bullish on Bjork again. I don't think it's going to happen necessarily. Uh, And and, and meanwhile, while all that is going on, we need to uh, maybe avoid another NCAA investigation ideally. Like that would be a a good thing to do.
1: That's a decent suggestion.
0: But see, the the thing about that is, say that plays out, even if Matt Luke beats State two out of the next three years, I don't see him winning more than like seven, eight games as a ceiling. Uh, how long before people kind of get hungry for like bigger football success again? I don't think it would take that long. Uh, and if Matt Luke does manage to not completely crash and burn, I think it's going to actually cause a really difficult situation mm-hmm. because it's going to be really hard to get rid of him if he's if Matt
1: Luke goes seven and five the next five years each year. This gonna not violent, you know? I know,
0: and that's going to cause a ton of tension within the fan base because a lot of fans are going to be clamoring for think- more.
1: A lot of the Ole Miss fan base is like, just let us win seven games and be, I guess, know, entertaining enough. So,
0: do you think you think Freeze would have been safe going seven and five over and over? Maybe
1: we don't um, know. We don't know. No, I think Freeze would have. I think something would have happened eventually. The NCAA <laughs> had it out for him, so they would. The NCAA would have show caused him if he was still the coach.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, with just purely from a fan perspective. Oh, yeah, they were no. they were coming off of Nut and four and eight and two and ten.
1: I, oh, you're saying when Freeze got hired?
0: No, yeah, I'm saying if he
1: had never won more
0: than seven games, but he stayed out of trouble, would that have,
1: would people? How if long Hugh before people Reeves got his antsy? his first six seasons were six, seven, and fives, yeah. yeah, he'd be like, oh, he's a Mississippi man. He's yeah, he's hard. a man. He's a man of God. He's he's he, developing he, he, these young men. He uh he loves his players. Like nobody loves his players yeah, more. Yeah, so,
0: so I think you're making the point that Luke would be is going to be safe at six to seven wins over the next few years. Maybe you're right. I think right. Ole
1: Miss. Is going to feel like, you know, they're going to feel much more comfortable with a coach that goes, you know, six to eight wins a year. Mm-hmm. A five and seven every now and then, uh, he's got to rebuild, blah, blah, blah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't, that's a lot of seniors. I personally don't think Ole Miss is going to get anywhere near to the 14, 15 level for. It'll
0: be <sighs> it'll be decades. It'll be 10, 15 years. Get lucky quite
1: some time. Yeah,
0: you're probably I mean, right. I
1: don't even know what college football is going to look like the next time they even have a remote shot of
0: mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. They're going to add I'll a, go, a three-point line or something. They're going to change it up. A three point line. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't see how you look at the landscape, look at Old missus current situation. Uh, I mean, hey, look at this recruiting class with like 24 commits and all three and four stars, or mostly three stars, uh, and see any type of breakthrough success. In the near future, I mean, it kind of sucks too because I hate going into every season knowing you're going to lose to Auburn and Bama, uh, and if LSU was any anything close to how they how good they should be, definitely LSU too. Although, I mean,
1: realistically, the, they they are the best they can be any year is the fifth best team in the West. Yeah, that's a, that's I a think, bummer. I think dude. That's depressing. State. I think Arkansas and State is
0: here's, there. Here's um, a question, John. If if uh, if that was the situation, if if Freeze had never broken through, pretty much just stayed the fifth best team in the West, would we even have started this podcast? I mean, I'd say probably not.
1: No. We'd be doing <laughs> much more productive with our Monday nights. Yeah,
0: exactly. We'd be, uh, you know, working
1: char- doing charity work. Um, I'd I'd be reading this Economist feature on Spain and their democracy. That's what I'd be doing. I used to read
0: The Economist a lot more than I do now. The tone's kind of worn on me a little bit. I don't know. I like the tone of the normal articles, but like the editorial tone in general is kind of a little behind oh, to me.
1: I, their editorial side doesn't do squat. I think they do good with like macroeconomic data. Yeah,
0: yeah. Doing. Well, and I think there's some of the best like international coverage, like you can open it up and see what's going on in Macedonia yeah. or some random ass place.
1: Like, like I think The Wall Street Journal is the best. Um, is overall does a very good job, but I could not I do not pay any attention to the editorial. And
0: to be fair, I don't really like anyone's editorial. Like from the big the big papers, like I, I think New York Times has a great reporting. I think their op-ed page is like a dumpster fire. Um, I think the Washington Post has pretty good reporting. They have good sources. Their their opinion section also is just a complete crapshoot. The Bezos. Post. yeah and I mean Wall Street Journal is some of the best reporters in the world, and some of the you know this the stick in their head in the sand editorial board as far as that goes, but yep. you know whatever that's kind of a commentary on the state of journalism in general that's right? where it's at there's still so. a lot of good journalists uh not a ton of good thinkers, I guess would be my uh my big problem with it. It seems like the the
1: debate good way is very, putting it
0: yeah the 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 discourse is pretty broken right now, I guess
1: yeah.
0: Um, all right. What else? What else are we going to talk about this week, John? What else did we uh, discuss before the show? I'm having trouble reverting. I mentioned
1: it. Ole Miss women's football forum attendance was down as well. <laughs> wow. What? I had um. Some I had a, I had a direct sourcing into how that into that event. So oh, yeah. Give
0: it. You got any? You, do we have any uh, insights to report from our source? Uh,
1: no. Just the attendance was down.
0: <laughs> Nothing interesting
1: happened. Oh uh, so. does the old does it'll be interesting to see if Ole Miss interest ever gets where it was because I just don't I guess look here's the upside scenario for Ole Miss Mm -hmm. would be they go say seven and five this year Mm -hmm. have a good season they probably limp along for a year or two well they maybe they go like four and eight five and seven the following year Mm Mm-hmm. Corral gets experience. They go back to a winning ways the following year. And basically, it's about four four or five years of Luke doing okay. Right. And through that, he learns how to be like a good coach. Mm. And that, Saban retires finally. Mm-hmm. And let's see what else would we need to
0: have in here. But I don't Basic. think I, I think even when Saban retires, Bama's ready for that. Like I, I think it's Dabo or potentially Kirby, probably Dabo.
1: I don't take it for granted that, say, that the Bama machine just keeps going without Sabin.
0: But Dabo is so good still, like I think Dabo knows how to keep it going. I don't know. We'll see. I just i i think that Saban has created something there that's honestly a little bigger than just himself. I mean, we we all know we're not attributing the success to Nick Saban's individual coaching. Like it's all a system. It it's a huge machine. One,
1: ga- one guy, you know, one guy loses let's say back to back games first year because something. Ha- mm. Then it all starts spinning. So. I
0: guess, I guess but, we're going to find out in the next five or I 10 guess years.
1: It's five years before Ole Miss can even think about realistically having a shot at, at putting a, um, you know, top of the league team back together. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, and I think that's I just, optimistic. You know, I think at that, at that point is the fan, I, I guess the fan base will react and it'll be, it'll have been so long that we'll be like, you know what? We've, it's finally gotten past this whole NCAA debacle. They've gotten past. Um, it, it, everybody will kind of feel like they they deserve to win again. Honestly, if Ole Miss was good this year, I don't know how many people would even. And eh, this is a never mind. This is a really stupid take. How many people would feel like they deserve to win?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody deserves to win, right? College football is stupid that way. Yep.
1: I think the I guess what am I trying to say here? The Ole Miss fan base is just it just needs space right now.
0: Yeah, from yeah. Just, just that's that's the only thing that's going to actually solve any of these from problems. From
1: the NCAA, from its administration. Mm-hmm. We'll see.
0: And what's crazy is like I don't think it's a given that the Ole Miss is just going to wait it out. Like I really do think there is a. I'm gonna put it around twenty to thirty percent possibility that Ole Miss is going to mess up and become a repeat offender. Like I really would not be shocked at all.
1: Oh, I think um
0: would not be shocked at all.
1: I think the NCAA kind of wants to keep hammering them personally. Oh, for sure. I, well, we know that enforcement
0: didn't get what they wanted, right? The COI I think went lighter on Ole Miss, and enforcement would have liked. And enforcement's the people that are gonna keep investigating, keep going after. They know they have Ole Miss in this repeat offender window. Where if they mess up, they can really get destroyed, um, and so I just I I don't think I don't think as an Ole Miss fan you can really feel good about the NCAA being gone for good in the near future. We'll see. We <laughs> we will see what happens. I mean it's, I mean they, I mean I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm trying to be realistic. Think about everything that happened to Ole Miss football with the NCAA in the last five years. It's it the pattern does not lend yourself to say oh well they'll be satisfied now they'll they'll definitely let it go and that's all that. I mean like. I don't know, man. And, yeah, like, I don't know. You look at the class Ole Miss has right now. They probably didn't have to reach for any of these guys, right? I mean, their best player is uh, DeWan Black, who I think is going to go to Juco anyway. And then Jerry and Ely, who's not coming to school. He's an MLB player. These are these are just people that are padding out the class. I doubt they, they broke too many rules to get that. I'd be more worried if they start trying to reach for some four and five stars other people are going after in like december january uh that's when i think you should get a little nervous and and just really hope that Matt Luke rules with an iron fist when it comes to compliance right i just don't know i just don't know man so that i, I think
1: i think it's virtually impossible for any coach to actually fully monitor his program true and is good here's the thing Matt Luke ran the good old boy campaign to get the job yep so you know he's not going to want to do anything to piss them off. He'll 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 roll the dice and not, you know, he doesn't mean he doesn't want to do anything. But if that's part of the nature of the beast to satisfy the people that hired him, yeah. Then
0: just make sure you, they can't prove it, right? That's that's all you can try to well, do as a booster. As a I don't beast know, or a catch. I don't
1: think they're smart enough to do that. So.
0: <laughs> so we've we've given you two extremes here. On one hand, Ole Miss waits it out, sl- slightly improves over time, gets some distance between them and the NCAA. Maybe five, eight years from now, they can be back in the eight to ten win range. Maybe, probably more like the eight to nine win range. Tim would be a big year. Fall back down to six. You know what I mean? That's that's the yep. optimistic future. On the other end, wouldn't be surprised if uh, things cratered out again in the next five, ten years. So we'll see. We do you shall plan on see.
1: going to a game this fall?
0: Uh, I think at least one, we, I was talking to Ryan, uh, about having a, having some little reunion, maybe like, uh, Sean and all the girlfriends and we tried to get Scott, but I don't think they're going to be able to come and, and, uh, use the condo that, uh, Ryan's or Neely's family's condo in auction. We're talking about doing that. So I might go to at least one. Uh, I'm definitely not making any like big plans. Like I don't even think I'm going to be able to go to Houston anymore, which I had talked about doing um, so I, and I don't even I don't care like I'd much rather watch it on TV, uh, and, and I mean the older I get, the Grove is not that appealing to me. You know, like it's cool. Yeah, but... it it, it
1: kind of is what it is. It, it, yeah, for a while you realize you man. know
0: exactly what to expect. I mean nothing's nothing unexpected is going to happen when you go to Oxford for a game. You know, and so if Honestly, you if you really love it then that's great. If it's just okay, something you did in the past you have memories of, that's what it is.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's uh it's it's so presentation oriented. Yeah, so frank, money, it's money. It's expensive. We're in a parking yeah. lot just just casually grilling and it was kind of nice to say there's really, you know, this isn't about there's no social head assembled whatsoever involved right. with this event. This you is just to show up yeah. and everybody's in a t-shirt and let's go have a good time. The
0: best grove tents are, are really just about showing how much money you have to waste on the, frivolous things like a grove tent.
1: Exactly. It's such a social status. The best year going to games was my senior year. We had yeah. – it was back with
0: That's when we beat Bama yeah. and Oxford.
1: No, that was uh, – I was grad school at that point. I watched that in a bar in Boston. In Boston. Mm. You sure that was not 2014?
0: Tw- uh, that was 2014, bro. That was 2014. It was
1: 13. was my last year. Oh, you're right. You're right. So
0: 12 was – wait, yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm getting my in, in, anyway.
1: We thirteen would, was my we last had,
0: year too. Wait, but you were you're behind me. Did you graduate early?
1: No, I graduated in fourteen. But your so your last football season was twelve. Twelve, right? When uh,
0: Hugh Freeze beat State and Oxford. So thirteen, yep. I guess I wasn't in school. Not that much happened, and then fourteen, I was working. Thirteen, as well. they went
1: seven there. and five. Yeah, they, kind of uh, a uneventful.
0: They yeah, lost. They, they all lost the, in Starkville, right? The bow fumble.
1: Yeah, all those guys were freshmen, etc.
0: Yeah, Laquan was just like a good freshman, and yeah. Okay, okay, I got it now. Anyway, um,
1: what was I going to say? Sorry, I derailed oh, you. Oh, but we, uh, but we, we did. We would go park at the Tad Pad, set up a tent over there, and you, and that that was more fun. Honestly, the Grove is such a hassle, yeah. week in, week out. Yeah that Uh, that was that was more fun
0: I think I'm placing it now so that would have been the year that they upset LSU and Oxford yeah
1: correct Ritter made his kick
0: I remember that okay I remember I remember the Grove that year yeah I mean that was a that was a high water mark those those two three years right there when it came to enthusiasm everybody wanted to be in the games tickets super expensive everybody wanted to be in the Grove well
1: yeah because they 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 were so bad in 11 that winning 6 games in yeah, 12 yeah. was a get over the hump and we yeah. were in school in the thick of it I mean it um, was
0: it was pretty impressive to get bowl eligible the year after being 2 and 3 Freeze
1: did a hell of a job coaching the 12 team nobody yeah. can ever take that away from him
0: Yeah yeah I mean that's that's got to be top of his resume that and uh yeah. you know maximizing the talent to go 10 and 3 Those are those are his two biggest accomplishments for sure Yep There are also a lot of low points in that resume. Yeah, (laughs) you want to leave those off of your freeze.
1: It's not a flat resume. Let's put it that way.
0: No, no, no. Um, Peaks and valleys. Yeah,
1: and then anyway, it's it. Really, it was more of a casual tailgate the way we did it that year, and it was. I like that. It was easier.
0: Well see, I think that's I think Ole Miss needs to go forward with the different plans, tearing down the tab pad, all of that. They need more tailgate areas, not just for the crowds, but because people want different things. You know, and I think that's the circle versus the grove is a good is a good example of that. You know, really? families want family tailgating, college kids want college kids tailgating, but I think there's even more room for, you know, stratification within that. I think that if you had uh an area that was a lot of 20 to 35 year olds, young young graduates and young professionals. That would be a reason to want to go to the Grove more, you know, cuz I don't really want to be around college kids. You know, that doesn't really doesn't appeal to me.
1: We all go through different phases of that and Right. So like you
0: know, and that's so being like 27 like I am there's not a ton of appeal in the Grove right now. I don't have a family. I don't have a little kid to go take and throw the football and show the players or whatever. Uh, I have no interest in talking to college kids. You know, you see some people you went to college with, but you know, you, you don't run into that many of them because everybody's all split, split up and spread out. Uh, so I, I think that contributes to it, just the, the point of life that we're at right now.
1: Yeah, and plus, I mean, Frankly, the Grove was nice when McDermott had his tent. We'd all meet up, but I think he me, is that's... doing
0: it again this year. So if you want to come down for a game, we can we can he all do up. He is doing again. it.
1: He's not, he's not doing tickets though; he's just doing the tent.
0: I think he might be doing a couple, maybe a couple tickets. I'm not sure that he might. He also might not be, but he did tell me he's doing the tent. So that'll that'll yeah. be a, a rallying point if you
1: because you got a big enough crew there from Memphis that um
0: yeah the the Memphis crowd know. is definitely the the best. Uh... Segment of guys around our age that are still turning out that you can depend on seeing there potentially, yeah, yeah.
1: Because I pretty much it's it's kind of at this point. I'm trying to think of when I'd really want to go back to the
0: Grove. Well, nobody's really left uh, in Oxford. Like, I don't really have anybody I could stay with or anything. And and Oxford
1: itself is, I don't think, is as appealing as it was. Well, on a game weekend, it's going to be a zoo. Yeah, and B, what it's it's kind of going through this growing commercialized phase to where it's like you know kind of really
0: yeah well maritana Mer- hill is going to take your fingerprints if you want to walk on the square or yeah, whatever holy crap <laughs> uh, i'll call back to some previous oh that's events the, uh, event.
1: That, you know we, we had, for a while we asked every week what you know did butch jones have his job
0: mm-hmm. oh right yeah is it is that well, is I, that the new one
1: there's got to be a weekly i guess um Robin Tanehill can be the cuckhead of the week. But, I mean,
0: if you ask, if you, I don't know how that sounds, but if you, I think if we ask if she still have a job, it's going to be yes for like the next twenty years. Like I, I think that she understands the way that the actual city works, and I think they probably, the people that actually yep. vote in those elections, probably love all the stuff she's doing. Yep. I just exactly. think it's, I just think it's stupid. It's, it's biting the hand that feeds you when you're a city like Oxford actively trying to fight against the students spending money, basically. Oh well, whatever. A debate for another show. A debate we've had on other shows. Um, We got anything else you want to talk about this week, John?
1: No, that's it. All right. So I guess camp camp opens sometime in the next week or so.
0: This week, I want to say, but I really have no idea. Yeah. Doesn't really matter that much to me. Go on.
1: I just. We'll see. I guess we'll see as the season approaches. We'll probably get casually interested.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, we're gonna talk about the games, guys. I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch the games. I still have vested interest in a lot of these guys, um, whether it's AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Lodge, or even like the newer guys like Tom, Yu, who I, who I definitely have have grown to like. I
1: mean, you. Gotta, I think that th- this team will be likable. They, they are. they, they are they're past all the crap and be. I mean. Time of being the quarterback is a good story. AJ Brown's likable. Oh yeah, uh, DK. Little, I mean, there's enough. There's a handful of guys that um, you, got,
0: you have a villain in Dawson Knox that uh, you know you guys want to hate on.
1: I'm going to root for Dawson Knox. Not going forward. I'm over really? the fact he he's earned his stripes to me. Okay, interesting. We're going to see. We're going to see. They're actually that. they're going to have a good passing game with Knox, Metcalf and
0: I would uh, think so. And the offensive not. line should be good. I don't, know, I don't know I how mean, deep it is, but they should be good. It's a
1: shame that they can't have a running back to really go complement get this thing to be yeah, pretty. we'll see.
0: I, I, reports are fairly good on Scotty Phillips, but still, it's tough to to walk in from JUCO and like produce. Do like not you
1: believe know. the fake old Miss media; very fake.
0: We shall see. I, hey, I have sources outside of the old Miss media. I know a couple of people in the JUCO, the JUCO scene. Yeah, I
1: mean, may, the, I mean, frankly, they're due for some running back to come out of nowhere. Some good being, luck, yeah. Uh a top of the half uh, and I think that's how they get to seven five wins or six back in the league.
0: if they're gonna get to seven wins, it's because Scotty Phillips is probably as good as Wilkins was last year, um yeah. and their offense is just really good, and that's how they win games Because I, I, I there are a couple players on the defense, but nowhere near a complete defense is gonna be able to hold up for a game against a good team like that's just that's too much of a leap for me from last yeah. year. Uh, yeah. And hey, McGriff's still the coordinator, right? So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He
0: was Ole Miss sold a, a bill of goods on Wesley McGriff.
1: You know, I think Auburn, a lot...
0: Auburn wasn't going to make him DC. You know what I mean? No, they they wanted to pay no. to keep him as a recruiter,
1: as a recruiter and a in a position coach. Yeah, I think he's he's gone at the end of the year. Um, I do think Luke if just given time and space, which he will have based on this whole NCAA thing, could, yeah, he will. could maybe develop into a guy that has a steady, solid program. I don't.
0: He's going to have a lot of offensive linemen, right? I think that's going to be one of well, his hallmarks.
1: Freeze, for whatever reason, seemed to always miss on line. I mean, outside of receiver and quarterback, where what did he recruit?
0: I, I get the impression that Luke is making a point to kind of be the anti-freeze when it comes to building the team. Like, I think he takes pride in that. Uh, and I think it's interesting that you know we, we noted this at the SC Media Days thing. He'll go out of his way to talk about other coaches he's worked with, like Cutcliffe, uh, but he never mentions Freeze. And I think that that's, that's calculated to him. I think he probably had problems with the way Freeze managed the team. Obviously, I think Luke, as an old Miss guy, had problems with the, the way Freeze left the team, what he did to the program with the NCAA investigation, with his own personal improprieties. Um, so sure. I, I think Luke does take that as a chip on his shoulder a little bit, and I think that's going to lead to him being a lot more blue collar in his recruiting approach, whether it's stockpiling three stars, going after you know hardworking kids over the the big
1: shot guys. I don't know. Let's I, say if Matt Luke has the run, at the ten year run that Dan Mullen did, hmm. is that considered a success? I think it is.
0: Oh yeah, dude, big time. I, I think that would be huge. Mullen Mullen why, why went to a ton Matt of bowl Luke games. Do that?
1: Let's ask that. Why can't Matt Luke do that?
0: I think it's a combination of inexperience and having his hands tied by this whole repeat offender window.
1: Well, what experience did Mullen have? He was the Florida coordinator for a national championship team. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's a little bit older. Luke Luke coordinated for Cutcliffe and was around. I mean, Cutcliffe's a solid coach. Everybody loves to go home. It is amazing to me how negative some people are on Cutcliffe and how positive yeah. they were on the Orgeron era. It's just bad. It, 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 that explains everything that's wrong with the Ole Miss fan base, mm-hmm. the way they remember their coaches.
0: And do you think that's because Orgeron had some good recruiting? Like,
1: what did you attribute that to? I Just stubbornness and defending. I tell you, I think it comes back to defending Kayak. Honest to God, mm. I don't think people want to mm. get on I've had this position for a while. People don't want to get on Kayak for I how bad fuck, he Fucked up that hire. I think that's post-care. fair. That is absolutely, you know, if you, that's a year post Eli Manning in an SEC West where Mike Shula is the clown running Alabama. It's a gettable division at that point And Saban had just bolted the LSU to the job. the NFL, yeah. And you hired the, the NFL on. at that point. Yeah. They had a hell of a shot at doing something. They really yep. did. They, they had gotten Colonel Rev off the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ole Miss, I mean, why?
0: They weren't going to have any NCAA trouble for a long I mean, time. Freeze
1: proved you really don't have to be perfect at Ole Miss to make him competitive. The right coach could have come in there and really done something. Mm-hmm. And Kayak goes off and sets the program back to the point where Houston Nutt looked like a damn savior, and then he torpedoes it. Freeze comes in, hits a few, gets a few guys hit really gets lucky in 12 with kind of how things broke. And Arkansas was a disaster that year because of Bobby Petrino and Auburn quit. He basically had two teams lay down. I, uh,
0: I think Kayat because he was an athlete and because he played football, uh, tinkered too much in the athletic side. And I I think that wasn't good. I think Kayat does deserve a lot of credit for bringing the rest of Ole Miss along. I mean, if you, Yeah, look into Kayat. He accomplished a ton with the Real University during his tenure, and he really built some really important donor relationships uh, that Ole Miss is still still benefiting from greatly today. Uh, This stuff that stuff that the current chancellor I don't think could ever dream of of really accomplishing. So I think it's a double edged sword. Him being a good old boy, it cuts both ways.
1: I, and I, I have no problem with Kayette firing Cutcliffe. Looking back, I mean, mm-hmm. Cutcliffe was solid, not spectacular. Honestly, he mm-hmm. he, he coached Eli Manning, but it didn't look like he was going to necessarily be the guy to to really maintain at a high level. He he had the an opportunity to go get that guy and just
0: and just didn't, it, yeah,
1: just flopped. It's true. I mean, it, I mean that That's might be. That's probably the biggest miss of the whole damn...
0: That really is. That, that that really was a huge mistake to hire Orgeron then. It kind of set everything I mean, else in Luke, motion if after Luke
1: that. Can, Luke can kind of get you through the turmoil. Here's the thing. There's turnover in college football. You wait five years, it'll be a whole different landscape. True. He might be, he might be a veteran solid coach in the league in five years. We're
0: going to find out. We're going to find out. All right, yeah. well, food for thought uh well made it through another week guys you gotta be honest i had no idea what we were gonna talk about this week and i i hate when i do this I'll, i've ended i end a lot of summer shows this we summer. All, it's we like, all, well we, we did all it
1: about well we did
0: it uh but well we it. most importantly guys thank you for listening uh john thank you for uh for joining me another week here my friend uh it was good to hear from you here about your uh your Pittsburgh adventures and sorry we took last week off guys we really just uh we're busy, couldn't really find the enthusiasm to talk too much about it, but I promise it's going to get better with time here. Uh, you know, in in three years when Bjork is uh, seen as a good AD again, you know, we will, have, we will have been here enjoying all of that middling success right along with you. That's the, the plight of the old Miss fan. We love it. Um, but, yeah, thanks again for listening. Uh, that's Strikes After Dark for another week. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk to you again next week, fall camp, all that stuff. Uh, We'll just see what comes up. All right. Thanks, guys.